Yeah, previously on Roll Gay Roleplay. Oh, oh, hi. Well, welcome back to Calvin's Could Be Useful Items. Are you here for your Could, could Be Useful useful Items? Yes, yes, thank you. We're here to pick up our things. Here they are. Uh, it'll be 15 gold pieces. Um, oh, oh, 12. I'm feeling generous. It's been such a wonderful day. I, I got wonderful news here at the shop. We don't, we don't want to know. Or what is it? Fuck. Why? We, we, I got an invitation to King TBD's wedding. A wedding? Or oh, I love weddings. Or oh, who's getting married? The, the king himself. King TBD is getting married to his betrothed. We should probably find the king's son before the wedding in a ten day. I'm Markle Sparkle. Quick change! Oh, you can't make it to Ekru. That's what I'm supposed to tell you. You can't make it to Ekru right now. The blizzards, it's blizzard season. But if you want to go uh, just up north, there's a couple houses. You can stay in one of those and I will come get you when the blizzard is done. I cannot guarantee your survival and I will not come find you. <laughs> Wait, hang on a second. Could we die right now? Welcome to Roll Gay Roleplay, a real gay, real play D&D podcast. I'm Chris the DM, and I'm suffering from the first level of exhaustion. Mm. Oh, hi, my name is Katie, and uh, I think I have that too, but I think I just have like a dehydration headache. Mm. My name's Brandon. I play Humphrey Evan After, and I just submitted my two weeks notice. <gasps> Congratulations. Congratulations. Thank you. I'm Tisha. I play Edith Wins Thereafter, and I still just work a regular nine to five job. Nice. Come on, Dolly. Congratulations. Party. Yeah. Hi, I am a <laughs> she devil by night, and I will not be winning RuPaul's Drag Race All Star Season 7. When I think of she devil, I think of that Roseanne Barr movie. Oh. Wow. Yeah. No. I was thinking she wolf. That's Shakira. Yeah. I <laughs> I didn't say I was right. No one knows who She Devil by Night is. No, it's not no. Roseanne Barr. No, is oh it my a drag race contestant? <laughs> it's a, it's a drag queen. Oh, okay. Oh, that's um, that's that's the tug because she Trinity. like faked Trinity. her fucking Reddit. Yeah, it's Trinity. She faked her Reddit. Yeah, and she <laughs> talked mad shit about people. She made an anonymous <laughs> Reddit was like, "I love Trinity the Tuck. She's the best drag queen to ever exist." Of course she did. Okay. I would do that yeah, to I'm just myself. I'm going to Google this really quick and then put my phone down so that way I can look at it later because I didn't hear this shit. Oh, Trinity. There's a bitch. whole um, YouTuber. What's his name? Hi Ugly. What's his name? Uh, uh, Bussy Queen. Bussy Queen did a whole thing about it. Okay. I got it on my phone now. I'm ready for that. Are you telling me if you were in a competition that's going right now? And still continuing to go on, you wouldn't do something similar. Absolutely, but I would never deny it. My name would be like not drag queen name, and yeah. I would post it like that. Right, and I would also tell my parents and my family to be like, "So y'all better talk good shit about me forever." Yeah, I would just post it on Main. I love me. Everything would be staged. Yeah, I did great. Oh, she <laughs> so so she said that she didn't do it. Yeah, yeah she, she she tried to be anonymous because well not only did she like 
say like Trinity is the best person in the world, but then she was also talking mad shit about other people. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. That's a little far, maybe. Right. So, you know, proud of you for coming out, Trinity, but also you're still a jackass. You heard it from me. Oh, Trinity came out? Mm-hmm. Good. Good for her. Right. Good for her. But like, mm-hmm. good for her in the way that we still uh, respect Caitlyn's pronouns. like yeah because that's not that's not a question of course we respect her pronouns right but she's still a a shitty shitty person right you're still ass Um, so we also have a question today we did record a question for this episode however it was just 17 minutes of us not really being funny not all questions are winners you know so instead i'm going to bring you the highlights from the question without ever actually presenting the question enjoy our most chaotic opening yet i can still watch the office on netflix raising the hike (laughs) comedy podcast so pirating things off the internet through totally legal means i don't think you can say pirating and through totally legal means in the same sentence. <laughs> what are you, a cop? Oh, I'm sorry. It's me. <laughs> and I'll come for you and your little dog, too. Your rabbit. <laughs> Everything I'm about to say is a joke. Mostly because I remember LimeWire. Oh, yeah. Oof. And, yeah, right. That was the joke. Yeah. And I'm sorry. Oh, right. I'm so sorry. I'm just really slow at these things. So the problem is, is I get heart arrhythmia when I watch too much Gay Chef at the same oh time. Oh my God. So literally gay shit makes you sick. It makes me <laughs> ill. <laughs> can we, can you, can we do it like we did for Real Housewives where we give each other the play by play? Yes. Okay. We'll do, we're doing it. I see a lot of anime on there. Uh, that time I got reincarnated as a slime. I don't, I don't think it's illegal to do right now. Right? I'm pretty sure at one point Netflix wrote, sharing is caring. You know, share your passwords. Oh, but you know the person that wrote that tweet has been fired. Right. (laughs) Really? Yeah. (laughs) I had Hulu just for Golden Girls. Like, I stayed off Instagram for like 48 hours to make sure I didn't spoil it for myself. Who is the most shocking person that you have found in your social circle that is on adult Twitter? Like that has one. Mm-hmm. Adult Twitter. Oh, like a horny Twitter. Yeah, <laughs> horny Twitter. Okay. Horny t- I was like, wait. So I'm not on adult Twitter because I t- talk about cartoons or what? Oh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> Just girly things. It's kind of a flat question. No offense, Katie. I'm so sorry. You guys agreed no, to it. We did. I thought it was gonna be. Uh, I thought I was gonna be more interesting. What's but your I wasn't. favorite summertime streaming service? <laughs> What's your favorite summertime <laughs> sadness? Uh, what, what, what music are you listening to? <laughs> Speaking of complaining, and that could be the transition. Oh, well, we'll, uh, we'll see if that edits down to a short intro, and then we can have a good old-fashioned episode. And we left off on a cliffhanger, if y'all remember. Somebody gonna die. Unfortunately. Oh, shit, yeah. I feel like since Edith rolled high, doesn't that mean she survives, right? It could also be like levels of exhaustion. <laughs> uh, Stop trying to kill me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the uh, three of you, well, I guess the four of you separated. Cleo went back with Markle Sparkle to his hut, and the two of them 
worked on some quick change magic while the three of you, uh, Cherry, Edith, and Humphrey, stayed in the dilapidated house as suggested by Markle Sparkle. Uh, don't stay in the really nice house that's warm and has gaming. Uh, make sure you stay in the bad house. And all of you did. You also found a poem from Prince Three, uh, a little journal entry that he left there. Yeah. yeah. It was pretty flammable. <laughs> and Humphrey immediately burned it. The, yes, that's right. So I had everyone in the dilapidated house roll a saving throw. Edith and Humphrey both failed, and then I had you both roll a d6, and you rolled on opposite ends of the six. One, six, one, one. So we're going to start in Markle Sparkle's hut with Markle Sparkle and Cleo. Markle Sparkle spent the hours teaching Cleo how to do quick change. So Jonathan, if you could roll me a uh, performance, please. I want to see how easily you pick up this quick change. Quick change. (laughs) 25. Jesus. Okay. I think you picked it up pretty well then. So in the future, you can go ahead and quick change your outfits. It has to be an outfit that you're at least carrying or something close to it. Like, you can't just randomly have knight's armor if you don't have it. You know what I mean? Right. But costume changes can now be done with ease. That, because I wasn't getting that from Marco Sparkle. So that's just a little off-putting for me that you're putting new stipulations on this. As well as the fact mm-hmm. that, like, what if I can, like, can I quick change with somebody else in my party's clothes? As long as it is aesthetics and not like armor changing. Oh, because that could go fairy tale real quick. Right. That'd be pretty right. cool. Because I'm giving, it's giving very much as a scholar. Yes. An icon. Um, okay, so, no, but, but you know, can I change my clothes and like swap clothes with somebody else? Yes. I'm fine do with that. Do they have to be willing? I think that it's worth at least a check when you do that on somebody else if they're not willing. Okay. I mean, if you want to. Dirty ketchup stained button down shirt. Go for it. Well, no, because I'm just thinking <laughs> of like reconnaissance missions and like maybe I'm in the room and I got to like oh. quick change and like steal somebody's clothes and like pretend to be them. Cool. Well, yeah. now that I am the secret spy person to the stars, I'm ready. Mm-hmm. Oh, I was thinking that you were going to that you were going to like steal Edith's clothes, like wear that power suit. <laughs> I wasn't really specifically thinking y'all. I was just thinking, can I do it with other people? I just said y'all to like not give Chris any ideas of how to thwart Mm. my ideas. (laughs) But since I had to elaborate, it's already been. Sorry. And we've already agreed. Sore. Yeah. So Markle Sparkle will stick his head out the window and, oh, Storm's taking a break. Time to get your friends. Hopefully they listen to my advice. I'll bring them some cocoa. Quick change. And I... Quick change, too. Quick change! Yes! <laughs> Perfect. <laughs> Marco Sparkle is back in his large, oversized parka, and in his hands, he carries uh, handfuls of tiny water guns that are filled with cocoa. Oh, are they hot? They are. He's, ow, ow, ow. Hot plastic? He's carrying them in his arm. Yeah, yeah, you're going to have to be careful with them. Are they BPA-free? Look, you get what you get. <laughs> oh, since I have to uh, have the clothes on me, can I ask Markle Spark? Markle, is it possible that you have uh, any outfits to spare for me? Oh, of course I do, actually. I have I have an extra chest. I don't use it at all. Here, whatever you'd like in this, this box. You can dig through it and find whatever outfits you would like. Have fun. All right. Uh, so I'm just going to look for the warmest clothes. The warmest? Yeah. 
Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of well, like knit sweaters, big wooly sweaters. Oh yes, are they cable knit? Sure. Yes. There's even one made out of cables. That's very on brand for Christopher. <laughs> yes. Uh, there's also like big onesies, bunny suit with like a hoodie and ears on it. Yeah, I'm gonna take like a few of these outfits. Maybe I can get something warm for the for the compatriots to wear as well. Ah, uh, that would be good. Yeah, I'm gonna um, bring a few of these outfits. It, I I put them all on actually because I don't have anything to carry them with. <laughs> Great. <laughs> I don't know if we need warm outfits. We're doing fine. Somebody's going to think you're the abominable snowman. Oh my god, I love it. And then I'll just quick change. <laughs> well, uh, Markle and Cleo will bundle up then and head out. Uh, you two will make your way north. While you're doing that, we will jump back to the dilapidated house, where the cold was much worse than you expected. And I think it was quickly realized that bundling or huddling up was going to be the best way to fight this. Uh, Cherry turned into her wolf form and curled up with her tail over her nose. And with the rolls you guys gave, Mm -hmm. Cherry, you're going to come out of this, you know, you were cold throughout the time, but basically unscathed. Mm -hmm. I think what happened here is, Edith, when you saw Cherry begin to shiver, Edith took off her blazer and laid it over Cherry. Aww. Edith tried to just lay down and deal with the cold herself, but Humphrey noticed that Edith was then suffering. Edith. So Humphrey did the same thing, unbuttoning his shirt, laid it over Edith. And as the freezing temperatures took over, all three of you kind of just closed your eyes just to try and focus on surviving. At some point, Humphrey, you no longer feel cold. Bad. Because I'm warm now, right? Because I did good. (laughs) You slowly open your eyes, and you have been transported back into the forest. Okay. As you orient yourself, you see a familiar face in front of you. There's a short woman with a silver hair and a twisting updo. Uh, She's wearing a glowing dress with puffed shoulders and a row of flowers starting at one shoulder, wrapping around her body and down to the base of her dress. You do see the fairy godmother in front of you, Humphrey. Oh, no one else is around me? No, it is just you. Okay. Um, was nice to see you again. What, what is the occasion? Well, it seems like you've died on me. Oh, no. Oh, my God. Oh, shit. Oh, okay. Oh, you didn't know. Sorry. Uh, I... I presume I'm here because you, uh, my soul is bound to you or something. It seems that way. Though you look different than last time I saw you. And Humphrey, as you look down, both of your hands are human hands. Oh. There is no gingerbread in sight. Because, uh, does this mean that my curse is broken? Well, I guess it doesn't matter if I'm dead. Oh no, I'm not done with you yet, silly. Uh, You're not getting off that easy. Okay, well, of course, why would you be uh, can-hearted like that? I do have a couple questions. Do do you mind? We're here, of course. Where is Cherry's grandma? I heard, okay, I don't have a name, which I feel like we should have (laughs) discussed. She has, like, kind eyes, and I think she smells like bread or something. Oh, if someone's missing... I may have her in my house. I'm protecting people. From what? 
from the king, who's making them disappear. What about the cookies surrounding your home? I'm protecting them too, just in a different way. Okay, why were you at the drag show? I was inviting you to the fairy world. I was wondering what was taking you so long. Like me specifically, or all of us? Your friend Florals is quite essential, but I do need all of you. As I said, I have bigger plans for you. Okay. Is, so you planned on us coming here? Well, of course. Thought you'd be much quicker, actually. But it doesn't matter. You're kind of on time. Great. Just be sure that you all come see me before you see the king. Before? We're on a limited. There's a... a wedding. That we need to stop. I mean, it's tomorrow, I think. I don't know if we really have time. Oh, it's about a week away. You, you haven't been dead that long. Oh. I'm sorry. Uh, the afterlife is really best with bad sets of time. Oh, it'll do that. Hmm. But make sure you come and see me. We'll stop the wedding. I'll explain more. Just... When you get here, come knock on the door. See you again soon. And Humphrey, you feel yourself being tugged backwards and your eyes close again. As you wake up, Edith is hunched over you. Cleo and Markle Sparkle are at the door. Do I notice that uh, Humphrey has been in contact with the fairy godmother? Through another dimension. I've just been in contact with the fairy godmother. I mean, now you do. <laughs> oh, I um, do like a front flip, a swan dive into a front flip. And then I land like both knees down on uh, Humphrey. And on I say, me? I'm on you. <laughs> I'm dying. <laughs> it's all out of love. And remember, I'm like... soaking wet I'm like not even like 70 pounds and also I'm cushioned by the uh, all the all the clothes I'm wearing nice and I say I'm free you met the you met the fairy godmother where is she where is she right now please tell me right now oh my god the fairy godmother where is she Edith immediately pushes gently pushes Cleo off Cleo's not moving (laughs) she picks Cleo up (laughs) <laughs> uh, Cleo is now thrashing <laughs> Oh my oh, Yeah she just like put you over her shoulder Thrashing I don't know You hurt her maybe I was about to say you could, you could roll a grapple Little squirmy boy Well this is opposed of course <laughs> Okay yeah sure Let's... <laughs> While they're doing that uh, Markle Sparkle will toss Cherry One of the cocoa guns Oh my god I couldn't feel my toes Wait did Humphrey die? I'm still not entirely sure what happened. I don't know if I really even met the fairy godmother, but I think I met the fairy godmother. Are you sure it wasn't God? Um, as y'all are talking, as y'all are talking and having this good conversation, you just hear fairy <laughs> in the background. <laughs> I rolled a nat one for grapple, so. Oh. <laughs> yeah, you're also at like what five points of exhaustion or whatever. I don't, know. I don't think I'm exhausted. Oh. I, I don't have any exhaustion. I don't know what you're talking about. We but, sure should talk about those rolls, eh? 
Oh yeah, do I have any exhaustion too? What what are we dealing oh. with now? Oh, you both do. Yeah, so that was some levels of exhaustion. I was doing levels of um, freezing temperatures, but I like where exhaustion plays out. So, Edith, since you rolled a six, you're going to be at one level of exhaustion. Okay. Oh, you just and okay. One level of exhaustion. I'm just reading it again to make sure is disadvantage on ability checks. Humphrey, yeah, rolling a one took on six levels of exhaustion, which would normally be death. Yeah. But the fairy godmother doesn't seem to be done with you yet, so you're going to take on five levels of exhaustion. Five levels of exhaustion. Oh, yeah, God. so you're back, but you you need, need to rest. Uh, five levels means that your speed is reduced to zero. You have disadvantage on ability checks, attack rolls, and saving throws, and your hit point maximum is halved. I think Humphrey just closed his eyes and lays back. Yeah, I would too. Yeah, so Humphrey can about can groggily talk to you, and that's about it. Cherry's gonna zap herself with her little zappy thing again, and just be a big dog around Humphrey. Aww. It didn't work the first oh. time. Can I, do I know? Okay, in my I think in my fervor, we'll say I realize that Humphrey's not doing well, so I take off. Some of the sweaters and the onesies. I imagine I'm wearing like four four onesies and like three sweaters. <laughs> That's great. And um, yeah, so I just look like, you know, whatever Peter Cottontail would be as a human. And so I take off all of my sweaters and I take off one of the onesies. And I'm not going to undress him, but I like drape three of the sweaters and one of the onesies over Humphrey like a uh, like a blanket. And this is not for Great. Humphrey to be careful. I don't care about that. I just want Humphrey alive so that we can talk about the fairy godmother. <laughs> yeah, that checks out. Yeah, that makes sense. Now that Humphrey is at least stabilized, not doing great, but stabilized, Markle will say, I, I know this is, uh, you're not feeling great, but if we're going to go to Acro Ice Caps, we need to go now. Right. So... Maybe pick up your friend and let's go. Yeah, Cherry's got that. Okay, hold on, y'all. I I just saw my brother die, and and y'all are just attacking him and grabbing him and jumping on his (laughs) chest and throwing stuff all over him and picking him up. Um, um, Edith, uh, we don't have much time. I understand that, so let me do... Your dear brother is just... He's justified. (laughs) Fine. All right, let's go. And as as Cherry has him picked up, she grabs Humphrey's hand and says, Oh, my Lord, Bubba, you gave me quite a scare there. And as she holds his hand, uh, she casts two different spells. Or two, she casts two spells of the same. And it's greater restoration at level, level five spells. Two level five spells. Two level five spells. Greater restoration twice. So you get to. I can reduce your exhaustion level by one. So it reduce it by two. Thank you. Wow. That's huge. That is. Now I have full health at least. Yes. And you can move. Your speed is halved, but at least it's not zero. Oh, the speed is reduced to zero. I didn't realize that. Yeah, level five, you just can't even move. You are <laughs> useless. Uh, I think Humphrey kind of stirs at this, and you hear a mumbling under their breath, like, see, fairy godmother, stop the wedding. 
I hear that and I say, stop the wedding. Uh, Edith, uh, I just heard Humphrey say that we have to stop the wedding. Do you, do you happen to know? Maybe y'all have some kind of telepathic link since you're siblings. <laughs> you know, people people talk about twins that way all the time, but it's it hasn't worked that way. I don't know if it's because you know we spent so much time apart, or or if that's just not a thing that happens. Oh, okay, okay. Um, so possibly we'll just wait until our dear Humphrey is feeling better. Also, I don't know if you know, but I have a potion of fire breath. And possibly if he drinks it, maybe he can uh, feel warm on the insides. What do you think? I mean, that that makes sense to me. Will the cookie part catch on fire? <laughs> I ask, a lot of doctors say that uh, the best thing to do when someone's unconscious is to pour liquids down their throat. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Especially ones that are fire breath while they're being carried by a hairy wolf. <laughs> I imagine that <laughs> I imagine that like Humphrey's L- Humphrey's head like Humphrey's on top of Cherry and Cherry's like on all fours right oh I was gonna say Cherry's walking on her back feet and she's like cradling him so that he's nice and warm oh can I, can I need you to hold him like Jesus on the cross oh like I'm doing like full like persecution of Madonna like tenderly holding him like now just drop his legs and hold both of his arms. <laughs> Drag him uh, across the tundra. J- no, 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 no. Just for a second, I think that if he's sitting upright <laughs> and we tilt his bed a little backwards, we can force the fire oh, potion God. down his body. Do I have to make a check for this? Like a choking to death. Check? Do we have to go? Oh, I'm going to like put my hand over your mouth so you gotta swallow it. Like a dog. <laughs> like you're taking a pill. <laughs> yeah, wrap it in cheese first. <laughs> Don't worry, Bubba. I think this is going to help you. It's it's fire. Humphrey is us. Maybe it'll warm you up from the inside. Oh, okay. Since, since you're kind of treating this like a medicine, why don't you roll a medicine check, Jonathan? Okay. We'll see if you choke him. Kill him after he comes back. 18. <laughs> okay. You can get the potion down Humphrey's throat, but there is some uh, wet coughing happening at the end. As I'm like pouring it down, I'm, I'm like massaging his human part of his neck, the human part of Humphrey's neck. You see it soaking the, the cookie part of his neck and it, a little bit's dripping out. It's like gasoline. What does potion of fire breathing smell like? I would assume petrol. Mm. I would think cinnamony. Like fireball? I look at Edith and I say, uh, Edith, um, I'm learning. See, I'm being a better person already. I've given Humphrey the potion so that they can be warm and fuzzy on the inside. And now Cherry Chapar is going to carry Humphrey while we go across the whatever we're doing. So let's go. Yeah, I appreciate that. I, I see that with my... I, g- <laughs> I take uh, Edith's hand and I, give, I make Edith give me a pat on the back and then I walk away. <laughs> she she looks at Cherry and then keeps walking. Every exhale that Humphrey has during his snoring is like a little little bit of fire coming out of their mouth. I love that. You look a little so dragon. Weird. Oh yeah. You're carried a little less close to my chest. <laughs> oh my god, yeah, you're very flammable. <laughs> As you start walking, Markle Sparkle will hand you each a cocoa gun to pew 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 in your mouth 
And yeah, he'll lead you over to Akru Ice Caps. The blizzard has calmed enough where you can start making your way through. And you make pretty good time. So we'll get you guys to the city, to the town. And when you reach there, it is hard to see as you're coming up on it. Because it is a pretty beige town. It hardly stands out next to all the white snow. As you all are entering, I need everyone except Humphrey to make a dexterity saving throw. Okay. Yes. Uh, Florals in Spring got a 23. Edith got a 5. Can I see this effect while not blinded, deafened, or incapacitated? Um, yeah. Okay, I mean, I only get advantage. Yeah. I mean, the first one I rolled was good, so it's a 17. Okay, you're good then. As you make your way into the town... Markle will say, Best of luck on finding your prince. I'm going to hit the bar. Quick change! (laughs) And they change into a glittery, sparkle, black and white tuxedo. Black on the right, white on the left. Incredible. Uh, And once again, have on the large 13-inch platform stoned to the Yonsei shoes on. Good luck in here. Bye! And Marco will start walking away, but very slowly, because 13 inches is no joke. Yeah. Bye. Thanks for all your help. We really appreciate it. I also quick change, and I'm just wearing one less onesie again. I still have (laughs) one last onesie. (laughs) Awesome. So as you start walking through town, uh, your goal here was to find Prince 3, right? So as you're looking around, just trying to spot something out of the ordinary... Edith, you take big shoulder block and tumble to the ground. There is a shorter man, about 5'5 human, and he tumbles to the ground with you, and his basket full of bread tumbles to the ground as well. Oh, heavens to Betsy. Watch where you're going. Oh, I'm I'm so, I'm so sorry. I didn't, I was just daydreaming. I'm sorry. Uh, Are you okay? Well, I'm covered in snow now. Uh, yeah, <laughs> I know. It's a little cold here. At least you have jackets. That's great. As the person pulls you up, uh, the, so the person in front of you has a spiked up hair, a uh, mix of blue and purple, wearing square glasses with piercing brown eyes. They're wearing a shirt that seems to be fairly worn, though it's tight around the belly. It seems loose kind of everywhere else. It's a V-neck shirt. A little hair is sticking out, just a little. He says, I, I'm, I'm, are you, are you from here? Are you from the material world? Are you from the other world? Well, uh, obviously, uh, if you couldn't tell, I'm not made of cookie or a yeah, wolf. I'm, I'm also from there. I've been trapped here for like years. How did you get, can you get back? Do you know how to get back? Not really, but. Oh, okay. Um, well, well, maybe, maybe you could, um, I'm sorry, I don't mean to impose, but if you could maybe come by, I'll, um, I'll, I'll give you my address and we can talk about how to, how to get back, maybe? I, I don't, and as this person's talking to you, you'll hear someone from the distance say, Miguel, you imbecile, hurry up. And oh, God, I'm sorry. I gotta go. Mother is calling. But if you, here, um, Miguel will quickly write down their address and he'll hand it over to you and say, 
Why don't you come here in about an hour or so? Uh, we can maybe talk, get some notes about how to get back, and maybe we can all escape here? Yeah, uh, so here's the thing is that we're not trying to escape right now. We got some business here. That's why we came. Is your mother from our world as well? No, she just she just makes me call her mother. Okay. <laughs> she, That's she really... Kind of is... is it RuPaul? <laughs> That's really I'm weird. Not, I'm not saying whether it's supposed to be or not. <laughs> that That's quite weird there, Miguel. Uh, I don't necessarily like it, but I don't have a choice. I, so... Okay, yeah, uh, and we'll try to make it back in an hour. We're on a rescue mission trying to save three. Uh, he hasn't shown back up to the castle, so we're just trying to pick him up. Have you seen him? Do you oh, know who he, he is? He's a hard-to-miss, handsome man, isn't he? Yeah, he uh, hangs out at the bar. He's very adamant about the ball happening tomorrow. All right, well, we're going to go see three uh, at this, this <sighs> bar. Uh, can you point me in the right direction? And then after we uh, convince three to come with us, we'll come by this address that you just gave me. Oh, yeah, uh, of course. The bar's right over there. It's called the Chocolate Shop. Oh, my God. Not another one. The Chocolate Shop. They sell chocolate and alcohol? Yeah, it's like a mix. Uh, chocolate martinis are, are their best. I, sometimes I try and sneak away and get a little bit of one. I, I can't drink at home. Uh, yeah. Can you just can you just tell your mother that you found some strangers and we need your help and just come with us? Oh, oh no! This is this is the end of my outdoor time today. I have to go back with mother. Okay, this sounds like you're being held hostage. Is that the case? She's really close. How about you just come see me and I'll I'll sneak outside and then we can talk. All right. I'll take you like... to the chocolate shop. I'll let you drink the chocolate <laughs> shop. I'm sorry. <laughs> I was trying real hard to hold that in. <laughs> All right, Miguel, we'll, we'll see you shortly. Sorry again for running into you. I'll watch where I'm going next time. Uh, okay, bye. All right. I'm, I'm coming. I'm coming, mother. Mother. Fuck. Edith picked up some of his bread and put it in the basket. And she goes back in to- In hers or in his? In his, in his basket. Great. Miguel will thank you for your help and then run off to mother. As you dust yourself off and begin to explain what you just learned from Miguel to the rest of your party, I'm going to stop and take a trip to the gay agenda with our listeners. Welcome to the Gay Agenda, the part in our show where we thank our patrons, talk about any updates on the show, and highlight some LGBTQ artists. First, I want to thank our newest Patreon member, Wesley. Thank you for joining our Patreon. Hopefully your dice have arrived by now. If not, they are very, very close. And of course, hope you enjoy everything we have on our Patreon. I also get to thank our newest pickle of our eye. Uh, so thank you, Aurora, for upping your pledge. Aurora joined our Patreon last year and just raised it to a pickle of our eye level. So thank you so much. I am going to get a merch pack put together for you, and I will send it out as soon as I can. If you would like to check out our Patreon, go to patreon.com backslash rollgayroleplay. Our public poll is still open for the setting for Season 5. There are over 125 votes at this point. And while futuristic Neon Metropolis is still in the lead, a luxury cruise ship is in a close enough second that this is still not a runaway. So if you would like to help us decide the setting for Season 5, head to our Patreon and cast your vote. 
You can also support us by leaving a five-star review on whatever podcast platform you listen to us on. It really does help us out, and we've been doing pretty well in the comedy fiction podcast area. So thank you so much for listening and telling people about us. Just sharing uh, that you listen to us is really helpful. So thank you so much for your continued support. Speaking of showing your support, I have a queer artist for you who is a dear friend of mine. I've spoken on my TikTok and I believe on our show, if not at least on our Patreon, about posing for an artist uh, without my clothes on. He's an extremely talented artist known for his bright colors. And honestly, his work is just so gay in, in like the best way possible. His name is Peter Thaddeus. You can find him on Instagram at Thaddeus underscore art. You can also check out his website, ThaddeusArt.com. That's T-H-A-D-D-E-U-S-A-R-T. While I'm a little biased and do like the ones that I posed for, one of his newer pieces, Say Gay, is inspired by the awful Don't Say Gay Bill. I've been able to see dozens of his paintings up close, and it's just, it's incredible what he can do. So if you're looking to add some gay artwork to your life, go to ThaddeusArt.com or follow him on Instagram at Thaddeus underscore art. Now we'll take you back to the episode where Edith has just picked herself up, dusted herself off, and is now going to, I don't know, what do you guys want to do? And she comes up to Cleo and Cherry and says, all right, we might have to rescue someone from an evil mother. I mean, can mothers be bad? Oh, there is that evil stepmother. Yeah, I don't know. This, this, little, this guy came up to me and he, he knocked me down and apologized profusely, which was nice of him. But then he said there was some, some lady in the back yelling for him to come back. And he basically said that he's not from here. He didn't know that woman. That's not his actual mother. And he only gets so much outside time. And he wants to escape this place. So it makes it sound like he's being held hostage. So That sounds horrible. Uh, I told him we would come by. Uh, and he gave me this address, and he get, hands it to Cher- she hands it to Cherry after we go talk to the prince. But he did tell me the prince is at the chocolate shop bar, which is this way. Yeah, and as you hand it to Cherry, uh, Florals and Spring immediately takes it to jot it down in his Enchiridion. Nice. Well, let us head on over to meet the prince, and we will work on getting them home. And I say, I'm free. Is, is I'm free still not awake? I think he's in and out. Yeah, I definitely like slap Humphrey's, Humphrey's stomach. He burps up fire. <laughs> oh my god. Uh, I say, Humphrey, are you awake? Whoa, good morning, sunshine. What's up? Humphrey, is it true that you met the fairy godmother? Mm, yeah, but that might have been a dream. As you said, yes, uh, Florence Spring is like dangerously close to your face. <laughs> and he says, Sir, if you don't mind, can you please tell me exactly what the fairy godmother told your in your dream? All right, uh, buddy, come on, man. First of all, just because you look snatched doesn't mean you have to snatch things. Uh, second, let Humphrey sleep a little bit. Let him rest. He'll tell you all the information. We got to get this prince and then... Well, why don't we talk about it on the way home? But but Umfrey said that um there we we have to stop the wedding and I we need to know what that means because it could be very important. Oh, Umfrey, yeah. uh, can Humphrey 
what what does a potion of fire breath do? How long does that last? You um it lasts after drinking this potion, you can use a bonus action to exhale fire at a target. The target must make a DC. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. This effect lasts for one hour. You can if you blow fire three times, or it lasts for one hour. I shouldn't burp fire on florals, right? That shouldn't be a thing that accidentally happens when you punch me in the stomach. Uh, I, I slapped you in the stomach. To be to be honest. Ah, okay. That's like burping a baby, right? Can you can you make me a text saint? Oh yeah, for sure. Oh no, I rolled an eight. Rip. So you roll forty six. I think when you oh, when you man. slap me in the tummy and you like get real up close to my face, Humphrey <laughs> burps fire directly into your face. Oh my gosh, forty six is a lot. Maybe I shouldn't have done this. <laughs> it is ten damage. That's not so bad. Okay. You see that, um, and uh, Florals, uh, like, falls over and is, like, holding his face and, like, rolling in the snow to oh, put it out. I am so <laughs> sorry. Did I eat? I don't remember eating anything spicy. I... <laughs> <laughs> or, no, or, no, uh, uh, it's sort of, uh, and then Floral, like, Florals does, like, a backhand spring from the floor, like, back on his feet he pulls out his bow and arrow and you think he's aiming it at Humphrey but immediately as he's about to let it go he points down to his foot and he shoots himself in the foot oh my god okay uh huh and with that okay yeah I'm gonna heal myself and I heal myself for two points of damage yes congratulations (laughs) I'm so sorry uh the fair godmother told me that we need to go see her and i was like we have a wedding to go to that we weren't invited to and then she said uh you need to see me first we need to stop the wedding and i don't she didn't really elaborate much so it is imperative that we go and get three we may have to miss out on helping out our dear friend. Who's our new friend, Edith? His name is Miguel. Okay, well, we will probably have to decide which is more important at the time. But until then, let's go find our prince, our knight in shining armor. Number three. Let's go. And I start heading to, I guess, in the direction of the chocolate shop. Cherry's just going to say, man, I am seeing more of this country than I ever have traveling with you guys. Wow. Right, oh, Sheila. We're happy to expand your boundaries. As I say, as I've got a half-dead cookie person in my arms. <laughs> he is snuggled in. Humphrey's <laughs> really getting comfy. You can all make your way to the chocolate shop. This time when you walk in, it is a beige building. Uh, Ecru colored walls, and it is just a, a a bar with a chocolate theme to it. So chocolate martinis, chocolate crusted entrees, that type of thing. You don't see a stage or any poles in this establishment. Uh, if you would like to make a perception check, I can tell you what else you see. Perception. Also, Cherry can't eat anything in here. I get Oh a, shoot! I, I forgot. I have advantage on perception checks. I got a twenty-five. I don't know what I rolled the first time. I rolled a deck save. I don't think that's the same thing. No. Mm. That's a 20. I got a dirty 20. I got a 19. I got a 6. 
Oh, okay, that makes sense, Humphrey. Uh, yeah, Humphrey's just snuggled in. It's so warm. Just fine. And while the smell of chocolate so- smells good to most of you, Cherry, you recognize it to just be poison. Yep. <laughs> in the far corner, there is a man standing with one leg up on the bench of a table, beer in hand, recalling stories of his travels, but to no actual audience. Okay, weirdo. But just from the way he's talking, you can kind of see it sounds like the way the uh, words were written. At least Edith can tell you that the words were written uh, in that note or the way Humphrey described it. I guess Humphrey didn't notice it. Uh, There's a very proper dude who is very full of himself in the corner with his uh, foot up on a bench, drinking and talking about stories. I bet that's our prince over there. Who who approaches first? Cherry's not going to approach first. Probably Edith or I, I don't know what Cleo's oh, actually, doing. Actually, you know what? I don't think it will matter. Um, as the three of you walk up, the prince will notice and say, And that's when I killed the dragon. Oh, dear me. Sweet, handsome man. And the prince will lower his leg and take reach for Cleo's hands and tries to put them into his. And he'll say, Look me in my eyes. Ah, oh, do you feel electricity between us? Um, <laughs> uh, Cleo says, Cleo, uh, r- like, wretches his hand from the, uh, from the prince and, like, pulls out his ink and says, and writes out, and, like, also says aloud, okay, uh, prince has magical powers through his eyes, can shoot electricity. <laughs> Uh, when you pulled away, he'll he'll say, No, I didn't feel it either. <sighs> My soulmate must be here somewhere. Oh. Uh, uh, hello. Hi, I am, uh, I'm Florals in Spring, and these are my compatriots. I have Edith, Cherry Chapar, and I also have Umphrey, uh, and we are here. You're, you're must be uh, the prince, prince number three. I am prince three. Um, I've actually got a really good idea. Did the prince, I have a question, just as an aside, not as an aside, but did the prince say he didn't feel a tingle? There is no electricity between the two of you? Yes. I don't do it. Don't do it. <laughs> do it. Please do. I've actually got a magic finding, a magic love finder device on me right here. This is so weird, <gasps> Prince. It is fate, as the soothsayer told me. Okay, Terry's making eye contact with the two adults that are here. Who is going to be the soulmate? Edith? Cleo? <laughs> Cleo, you want to be a princess? To Cleo. <laughs> I, l- listen, I, I already have a soulmate. Uh... Uh, Cleo, though, uh, I do believe I haven't heard you talk about a partner. Oh, no. Uh, unfortunately, I am a man of science. Uh, my one and true love is uh, science. I say I'm not sure if um, electricity, a static shock will work against Prince 3 and get them to feel anything. Because remember, they can shoot electricity from their eyes. Edith elbows Cleo. <laughs> Cleo, just pretend 
Okay, we're gonna have a shock, and then we'll get him to come back to the castle so we can just be on our way. With that, Cleo says, like, Cleo gets this, like, shit-eating grin on his face. <laughs> and he's like, oh, I'm in on it. I know what's going on. Oh, my gosh. I." And then he uh, puts his book up and says, so I guess I have to be an actor today. Oh, my fucking God. <laughs> Yeah, yes, you're totally and- acting like you're not in love with this hot potato <laughs> over here. An actor of love. Let us see. Uh, Cherry, will you do the honor and put their hands together? Yeah, Cherry's going to give them the uh, the double-way taser. <laughs> and we're just going to initiate the ceremony, which is just a double-sided shock. Yeah, I like... Um, I, I'm such a good actor that I like... Um, Put, I grab like both of his hands and then I like put them um, on my shoulders and I say now we uh, now are we dance and um, um, we're gonna we're gonna uh, sally forth and be shocked together this is so romantic yeah. okay why don't you roll performance so we can see if he believes you how which which one of us deception I rolled uh, a natural 20. Nice. Well, then Prince Three does feel the electricity. Ah, (laughs) it's shocking. I like that. (laughs) And the two of you will begin to dance. Prince Three will put his hand on the small of your back and pull you in close. Wow. I look at Edith and I say, look, Edith, look at me, Gar. (laughs) Yeah, uh, I'm I'm glad you found your uh, one true love. Now, hey, Prince Three, why don't we get out of here? I heard that you uh, slayed a dragon. We actually have a guy that's being held against his will not very far from here. Maybe you can help us rescue him since you're such a big, strong adventurer. I can, of course, rescue anyone here. Wow, yeah. His name is Miguel. Uh, Let's stop by him before we go back and tell your father the good news of the you know, your soulmate. You found oh, your soulmate. My father. The king. The king. Does not know what love is. Well, he's getting married soon, so I'd hope he does. Not for love. For money. Power. Power. Expansion of the kingdom. That's why he sent me here. I'm supposed to marry one of the princesses, but I refuse. I mean, I can understand true love conquers all, right? Yes, that's why I am here, though. I spoke to a snake woman down at the docks. She told me my soulmate would be at Ekru Icecaps. So, I went on my father's mission, passed my dumb brothers, and made it here. But I will not come home with the princess. I will come home with my one true love. What is your name again? Ah, <laughs> uh, hello. I'm um, and every and every good actor needs a um a new name uh, uh an actor's name stage name. So, uh, so I say uh, uh hello. I'm Meryl Streep. <laughs> <laughs> my soulmate, Meryl Streep. Wow, wow. Uh, uh, Hello, uh, yes, it is I, in the flesh, Meryl Streep. 
And I am here to tell your today that we have to go stop the king from marrying whoever that is for power so that we can live in harmony in the fairy world. And then I give the good old Meryl Streep wink. Yes. I think I'd love to stop that wedding. What if you guys got married instead? Uh, method acting, method acting, method acting. <laughs> uh, 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 well, I, uh, it, it is cultural. It, it's part of my culture that I have to ignore your for at least uh, 17 years uh, before we are to be betrothed. So I... Uh, um, Nonsense! I had planned a grand ball tomorrow to invite the whole town to find my soulmate. But since you found me... The ball will become our wedding. Can we go? Can we go? I'm sorry. Sorry, Prince Three. Uh, I, I'm very excited for you in your new love. But first, can we go rescue that poor, poor boy that's being held against his will? It would be like Is the that perfect. That's what you want from me, my love, Meryl. And Florals like forgets. That he changed his name for a second. <laughs> I mean, it sounds romantic, right? Meryl. Meryl, 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 Meryl. Yes, that's, that is I. I am Meryl, Meryl Streep. And I, uh, it is imperative that we save Miguel uh, from danger and then get him back safely by tonight at midnight back to your kingdom so that they are not mistreated by their mother figure so unfortunately we will not be able to have the ball for our wedding tomorrow but it must be postponed for at least 17 years let's go see how the how how it how the you know passion and romance flies while you're doing an activity together that benefits someone else and makes you both look good and you can shine in the light together and let's see how that goes. Yeah, it's a little quid pro quo. Congrats on your upcoming nuptials. Uh, I I mean, the chemistry between you two. I feel like you've known each other all your lives. It's like you've already known each other 17 years. Uh, that is how I feel as well. Like I've known you my whole life. I've looked up and seen your face in the stars. Oh, and I, I imagine that the stars of my face were the brightest of all. But unfortunately, there's a lot you must learn about me before we can be married. Uh, and there's a lot about you that I must know as well. I'm not about the journey, more so the destination. Uh, or vice versa. And I'm like panicking now. <laughs> and I say method acting. And then I uh, go back and I say, Sir, what we will do right now is we are going to save our dear friend Miguel. And if you prove to me that you are a valiant prince number three, then possibly we can shorten it to 16 years and 364 days. How many days are there in a fairy year? Not enough. I mean, uh... <laughs> Prince Three will quickly jump with both legs onto the very top of the table and then squat down, and he'll reach out his hand and caress your cheek, Cleo. Damn. And say, We will go rescue this person. 
And then I will take you on a journey tonight. Sex journey. As you touch, as you touch my face, sex journey. Um, as you touch my face, I write down: electricity does not travel from the eyes to other extremities. In uh, my Enchiridion. Uh Yeah, I mean your performance and the shock trick well worked well enough that the prince at least believes you're the soulmate for now. Excellent. Also, he said that he passed his brothers. Were they not still yeah. in the house? So I say, uh, Prince, and I like flutter my eyelashes a little too much because I'm acting. Nice. Uh, so it looks like I, it looks like like I have something in my eyes. <laughs> <laughs> and I say, Prince, <laughs> um, you mentioned your brothers. Uh, I am assuming they're number two and number one. Would you happen to ignore where they are? Are they safe and sound? My dumb brothers. They went in the nice house on the way up here. Stuck there they will be forever. Which means I am now closer to the throne. Or nor they... So you happen to nor Markle Sparkle as well? Of course. That sparkly man led me up here. Uh, and Markle Sparkle's at the bar. Just double fisting chocolate martinis. Damn. Uh-huh. Uh. Um, double squirt gunning. Squirt gunning. Double triggering. Chocolate martini. I look at Marco Sparkle, and do I get, like, any sense of evil coming from Marco Sparkle? Why don't you roll insight? I have advantage on insight checks. Okay. Well, give me big money, big money, big money. 17. I mean, they're not gay, so they're, like, a little evil. But not... <laughs> <laughs> you don't think that they have ill intent towards you, now. So... So Marco Sparkle, I can I can guess, was not in charge of that house that has his brothers trapped. Well, I think that's a fair assumption that he's not in charge of it. Okay. So I say, uh, before we go and save our dear friend Miguel, is it possible that on our way back we can also save your brothers? There is no need. They made their choice. Uh, no, but they're your flesh and blood. You need to save them. I think it's really attractive when the men that I am betrothed to also, you know, care about their family. I'm a big family guy. My brothers would get in the way. They're for the wedding. They want father to marry again, the wretched woman. And who is this wretched woman? I've not met her, just know her ill doings. She's short hair. Wears glasses. Human. Ugh. That's all I've seen. Sounds like is the it, worst. Is her name by any chance Scurvy? I did not know her name. She stayed away from me. As she should. <laughs> we saw Scurvy's corpse. I don't think. Do you know what different Scurvy? <gasps> what about Veranda? Veranda hates magic, doesn't she? Does Veranda have short hair? She knows about If it's magic. Veranda Pasley, I swear to God, I'm killing her on sight. <laughs> we will be enemies of the kingdom. I do not know of who you speak, no matter what name you say to me. <laughs> I've told you what I've seen of her. Thank you for this uh, potent information that you have given us. Sir, we are on our way to go save our dear friend Miguel, and then we will go save the kingdom and stop the wedding. And then we will have ours. Yes, in... All right, yep, let's uh, head on out then. Uh, Glad we agreed to this. Uh, Can you, Terry, can you lead the way? Where am I going again? 
to Miguel's. I, I showed you the address, remember? I've just never been in this town, so I don't know where any of the streets are. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh, sorry, Cleo, you wrote that down, right? Do you have yes, any idea I... how to get there? Or does anybody uh, know how to get there? <laughs> I'm sure I it's a... show the I show the prince the address of where we're going. Does he know? Of course, I'll get us there. Follow me. I mean, uh, and the prince will march confidently out the door. Uh, and start walking. Humphrey kind of taps uh, Jerry's shoulders and points towards the prince that, that way. Thanks. Yeah. I always used Moogle gaps back in uh, our realm. I don't, oh my god. Not sure how to get around, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, after a few minutes, the prince will go, Dead end! This was not right. Oh, great. Turn around, we'll try again. I told you it wasn't right, Jerry. I'm still carrying you. <laughs> Thank you. Can we read any street signs? Or are they in any particular order? After the uh, second time of running into a dead end, Prince Three will finally get you to the address, and he'll say, This matches. We should be here. I've arrived, Prince Three. I am here. Okay. Uh, why don't... How about this? Uh, I will just walk up and lightly tap on the door why don't y'all just kind of stay back and out of sight a little bit in case things get hairy you can do a surprise or something you know what i mean okay okay sounds great as you're approaching edith roll me a perception check i still have disadvantage right 12 then what you can hear are some mumbled yells and then the crash of what sounds like a glass object from inside the house. The yells continue from there. And that is actually where we will end the episode. And we'll pick that back up on the next one. What could it be? Yeah, you've now secured Prince 3 uh, in a fake love affair. That's good. Well, we got him. Yeah. Method acting. Humphrey and Edith not looking the best right now. Yep. How dare I'm you? I'm just but- tired. Just tired. Continuing the mission, and we'll check on Miguel and that crash on the next episode of Roll Gay Roleplay. I'm Chris the DM. You can find me on all social media at Chris Drinks Lemonade. I'm Tisha. You can find me on Instagram at the number one Tish, the number one. I'm Brandon. You can find me at Blue Cotton Candy Cosplay on TikTok and Instagram. Hi, my name is Katie, and I'm selling my Twitter handle if you ever want to buy it. <laughs> Hi, I'm Jonathan, and you can find me on TikTok at uh, Metstasha, and you can find me on Instagram at Eugene underscore J90. Thanks for listening. Bye, everyone. Bye. RGRP LLC production. Music by Joe Barsanti.